Hi, welcome to HIV 101. Today we'll be talking about the history of HIV AIDS, how it disproportionately affects women, and potential solutions. One in four people living with HIV in the United States are women. Women of all ages, races, and ethnicities can get HIV, but some women are more at risk than others. To start off, we will talk about two women's stories of being diagnosed with HIV. On Grammar Magazine's website, there is a story about a 26-year-old woman named Shauna who was diagnosed with HIV in 2021. Since her diagnosis, she has been using her platform on TikTok to raise awareness and educate others on the reality of living with HIV. One and a half years prior to her diagnosis, she was really ill but mistook it for a winter flu. She had the sweats, a fever, and a rash. Symptoms of HIV can be unnoticeable for a few years. It's important to get tested for HIV, especially if you have common symptoms of HIV. On NPR's website, there's a story about a woman named Bupe Sinkala who was diagnosed with HIV during the time she was planning her wedding. She decided not to tell her fiancé at first due to fear of rejection and judgment. She didn't know how to manage the disease, she didn't keep up with her drug regimen, and she ended up getting a tuberculosis infection because of her weakened immune system. She ended up getting very sick and her husband left her. After Bupe Sinkala was diagnosed with HIV, she became a community health worker in her home country of Zambia. Now she works to help other people take charge of their health. Over 1.8 million women in the U.S. are currently living with HIV. This disease disproportionately affects women mostly from the ages of 25 to 34, where they account for 27% of HIV diagnosis. The Center of Disease Control states that one in nine women with HIV are unaware they have it. Therefore, it is important for women to regularly get tested and use condoms if they are sexually active. If left untreated, HIV can turn into AIDS, which causes damage to the immune system or can cause reproductive issues such as cervical cancer. It's important for people to know that HIV can be controlled through treatment. In Shauna's interview, she said she wished more people knew that it's not a death sentence. The topics that we will cover are the process of how HIV AIDS started, possible solutions that have been recommended, current events related to HIV, and a summary about access to HIV, resources, and suggestions for other countries. The first case of AIDS was reported from Los Angeles. In the United States, AIDS rapidly grew, and it was reported that the first 50,000 cases were between 1981 and 1987. HIV is a virus that attacks cells that help the body fight infection, and if left untreated, could lead to AIDS. According to the CDC, in 2018, 19% of HIV cases in the U.S. were among women. For this reason, we have decided to focus on the education of reproductive and sexual health and the role that sexual assault and sex culture plays into the spreading of this disease. This puts our focus on minority women of reproductive age in the U.S. Acquired immunodeficiency syndrome, also known as AIDS, is the last stage of a human immunodeficiency virus, also known as HIV, when left untreated. HIV is a virus that attacks healthy cells that help fight body infection. A person who contracts HIV is more at risk for other infections and diseases because of their weakened immune system. 
When a person transgresses into the stage of AIDS, their body has been severely damaged by HIV. A person is considered to have AIDS when their number of CD4 cells fall below 200 cells per cubic millimeter of blood and they develop one or more opportunistic infections. Symptoms of acute HIV infections are mostly seen as flu-like Ill illnesses. The symptoms that are common are chills, rashes, fatigue, sore throat, night sweats, muscle aches, and etc. The symptoms can last from days to weeks, and having just these symptoms does not mean a person has been infected with HIV because these are common flu-like symptoms, and they can be experiencing them from another type of illness. The only way to be certain is to get tested. Some people who have been infected may not experience any symptoms at all, which is the reason for the importance on testing. Symptoms of AIDS are rapid weight loss, pneumonia, sores of the mouth, anus, or genitals, diarrhea that lasts more than a week, and etc. But just like the symptoms of an acute HIV infection, these symptoms can also be common for other illnesses and diseases as well. So there is no way to be 100% sure if a person is being affected by HIV or AIDS until they get tested. The National HIV and AIDS Strategy identifies people who are most risk for contracting HIV are minority gay and bisexual males, Black women, transgender women, youth aged 13 to 24, and people who inject drugs. But according to the HIV surveillance report, the most affected population is African-American, gay, and bisexual males. Currently, there is no cure for HIV or AIDS, but there are medications to help prevent HIV progression. Antiretroviral therapy, also known as ART, is a treatment for people living with HIV. ART involves taking multiple medications a day to manage HIV. When finding out you are HIV positive, you should immediately start taking medication. The medication for HIV prevent HIV from multiplying and that leads to a reduction of HIV in the body. Reducing HIV infection in a person's body is detrimental to keeping enough CD4 cells to keep them from progressing into AIDS status. Also reducing the amount of HIV in the body can lead to an undetectable level, which means a partner maintaining that status has effectively no risk of transmitting HIV to their partner through sex. Most people in the U.S. living with HIV do not develop AIDS with the proper use of medication. Women made up 19% of new HIV cases in 2018. HIV disproportionately affects women of childbearing years, mostly from the ages of 25 to 34, as they account for 27% of HIV diagnosis. That age group of women accounted for the most amount of new HIV diagnosis in 2018. Black African-American women are the most disproportionately affected group from ages 25 to 34 by HIV. They make up 54%. Women are mostly at risk from contracting HIV by sharing needles and injection materials and also having unprotected anal or vaginal sex. 85% of women who contracted HIV reported in 2018 that they received it from heterosexual sex. This could lead to a risk of gynecological health issues and increased risk of cervical cancer and heart disease. The prevention challenges the women we are focusing on within this podcast face are discrimination, HIV stigma, and racism. Minority gay and bisexual males compose the largest group of people living with HIV AIDS. So a lot of the resources for HIV and AIDS are targeted toward minority gay and bisexual males, which leave other groups at a disadvantage, such as the women we are focusing on within this podcast. Black gay and bisexual males HIV rates have stayed stable throughout the past eight years, with every year there being around 9,000 new HIV diagnoses within their community. According to research from the CDC, about three out of four African-American males receive an HIV diagnosis from 13 to 14. We see that females are usually diagnosed with HIV at later ages than males. 
The prevention challenges black males face are usually surrounded with, within racism, discrimination, homophobia, which are very similar to the ones women of childbearing ages face as well, except the women we are focusing on do not have homophobia as a prevention challenge. In 2021, the White House published the National HIV slash AIDS Strategy, which displays President Biden's efforts in supporting people with HIV and ending the HIV epidemic in the United States. This strategy sets bold targets for ending the HIV epidemic by 2030, including a 75% reduction in new HIV infections by 2025 and a 90% reduction by 2030. This strategy focuses on four main goals, which is improving new HIV infections, improving HIV-related health outcomes for people with HIV, reducing HIV-related disparities and health inequities, and achieving integrated, coordinated efforts that address the HIV epidemic among all partners and stakeholders. Within this strategy, it details 21 objectives and 78 strategies for all stakeholders, and some ways for carrying out this plan includes developing and implementing campaigns, interventions, and resources to provide education and comprehensive sexual health, including HIV risk, options for prevention, testing, care, treatment, or any HIV-related stigma reduction. It also links people to care immediately after diagnosis and provides low-barrier access to HIV treatment, this includes identifying and engaging with people with HIV who are not currently in care or not currently virally suppressed. It will also advance the development of next generation HIV therapies and accelerate research for HIV care. And lastly, it trains and expands a diverse HIV workforce by further developing and promoting opportunities to support the next generation of HIV providers, including healthcare workers, researchers, community partners, particularly from underrepresented populations. So the Women's Protective Services Initiative is an education system for women with HIV. Basically, the Women's Preventive Service Initiative recommends that all adolescent and adult women ages 15 and older receive a screening test for HIV at least once during their lifetime. Earlier or additional screening should be based on risk or sexual activity, and rescreening annually more often may be appropriate beginning at age 13 for adolescents and adult women with an increased risk of HIV infection. Healthcare providers need to provide all women diagnosed with HIV counseling about family planning, reproductive goals, and contraception options. And they should also emphasize the use of prevention measures, such as getting tested regularly, using condoms correctly and consistently, even when on birth control, and informing the availability of drugs such as pre-exposure, also known as PrEP. In the case that a woman is diagnosed with HIV, after consulting with her health care provider, she should immediately begin treatment with HIV medications, which are called antiretroviral therapy, also known as ARP which is recommended for anyone with HIV. ART does help people with HIV live longer and healthier lives. It reduces the risk of HIV transmission, and it reduces the risk of perinatal transmission if a woman is pregnant or planning to become pregnant. If you or anyone you know were diagnosed with HIV and need somewhere to turn to, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development's office manages the housing opportunities for people with HIV and AIDS. 
Under this program, HUD makes grants to local communities, states, nonprofit organizations to provide housing assistance and supportive resources for low-income people with HIV and their family. Additionally, one can visit https cdc.gov HIV for help finding local HIV medical care, housing assistance, mental health service, and to connect with agencies that can help determine what services you are eligible for and help you get them. Recently, in current news regarding HIV and AIDS, the company VIIV Healthcare launched a star-studded dinner party. VIIV Healthcare is an independent global specialist HIV company. They are committed to delivering innovative new medicines for the care and treatment of people living with HIV. This dinner party was to celebrate the launch of their new Black Women's Health and HIV Prevention Activity books. There, the women were able to drink and eat and discuss Black and Brown women's health care and HIV prevention. This party presented a new and rather fun way to introduce the books and concepts of HIV prevention to an extremely at-risk demographic in a pleasurable way. Events of acknowledgement such as this is essential. Another key factor, however, that needs to be spoken about more is having ways to ensure access is given to some of the same necessary resources in regard to HIV and AIDS that the VIV company strives to provide. These necessary resources are very important and include things such as access to testing, treatment, financial and legal assistance, and mental health services. However, there are many obstacles. In order to be able to have these resources, then there needs to be a constant initiative towards allowing this access. There are various obstacles in regard to this access that can be things such as cultural and language barriers, financial limitations, and transportation constraints. We can ensure these types of issues are targeted to improve access to care, such as bringing about things like educational and training programs surrounding HIV AIDS, general medical information prevention. We can create programs and initiatives that focus on improving access and even more pushes toward general healthcare access, such as telemedicine, for example, to help with those transportation constraints that I mentioned. With this, it is important to recognize that we are not the only country that is combating this issue. It is important that other countries, especially developing countries, have some kind of recommendations when combating this epidemic. There are many things similar to what is done and still improving on in the United States that can take place. Some of these things are encouragement of safer behavioral modifications in the context of sexual health, improving social, economic, and political environments that facilitate individuals to be informed better in protecting themselves. There can be promotion, more promotion of condoms, HIV testing, and counseling, more access to needle exchange and blood safety programs. There needs to be more focus on risk and solutions such as reducing mother-to-child transmission. And then we can have essentially an overall increased awareness and acknowledgement of HIV and AIDS in these countries. There are many additional sources of information available regarding HIV and AIDS amongst women. Um, some of these sources can be found through the CDC the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Kaiser Family Foundation is also a really good source. Um, National Institutes of Health provides very good information. And there are also various other sources, such as lectures, radio stations, TV, um, books, and journals that also provide very good information regarding HIV and AIDS.